cannot believe we are actually sitting here finally starting the second season of season two season two season two how about you fingers crossed of fingers crossed everyone i thought you were Ayo. gonna say fingers crossed and then you just went into this cheer but that was a really cute addition two so thank four you for that. six eight who do we appreciate fingers season crossed. two fingers crossed i'm gonna cross my fingers yeah okay i'm gonna stop now okay that was a good time if you're new here hi welcome back <laughs> That we don't do this every week. Actually, most weeks we do. We usually have some kind of ridiculous banter that I usually take a little too far most weeks. So this week is nothing new. But welcome back to Fingers Crossed, everyone. We're so happy you're here. Yes, the podcast that you know and love if you've listened before. We are back for season two. We are so excited. We've had a nice, refreshing few weeks to recuperate, plan some new things, do some fun behind-the-scenes projects. Honestly, we did an entire giveaway that you wouldn't even know about if you weren't following us on Instagram, which is at fingers cross pod. So Ooh, getting the, the plug insiders in early, on Instagram really um, got the inside scoop for this one. So follow us there. If you're not already, we did Sierra did the cutest tie dyeing. I post these on my story oh, and thanks. so many people were like, wow, where did you get these? And I was like, um, my best friend actually hand tie dyed these herself. Oh, and they so were sweet. so impressed Thank you. because they Thank look you. like store bought. So if in the future, I mean, that was really fun. I feel like we could definitely do another giveaway in the near future. So maybe we'll do something similar. We did tie-dyed sweatshirts. Maybe we'll do something different. You never know. But Absolutely. No, I loved it. It was really fun. And I'm such a crafty person. I love any kind of DIY crafting. Like it's honestly one of my favorite things. I'm pretty sure whenever I get married, I'm going to DIY like all my centerpieces and have a great time doing it. So it wasn't even work for me. Like <laughs> I me, really enjoyed it. Let me it. take this um, in writing and see how you feel when you're actually planning a wedding. <laughs> I hate these centerpieces. Why did I say I was going to DIY them? I hate everything about this. I try to do like a bridezilla and I grow horns and it's just like not a good situation. Just because of the centerpieces. Yeah, because exactly. of the centerpiece. Actually, the horns that come out of my head are going to be Our centerpieces. Pieces. And then I'm just going to have centerpieces on my head for the rest of my life. And that's just going to be there you go. Who, who I am, part of my identity now. Do you that think we should tell a little refresher on like who we are and what this podcast is? If someone is coming for the very first time, we can like rattle it off super fast, super fire speed. We absolutely should. So if you haven't listened before, name my what my name is christy i thought you're just I... about to say something about michael you're like i'm i'm michael i'm like okay welcome yeah we don't michael. have a michael to introduce um if you have not listened before my name is christy i am one half of the podcast that lives in new york city i work in nothing right now but we're trying <laughs> to improve that literally I whenever i meet new people right nothing. now they're like what do you do for work and i'm like um that's a good question michael <laughs> Just do the um, famous, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm in between jobs. I'm in between jobs. Yes, you know, classic. The, the classic. We, we love one. to do that. Uh, but yes, I'm in between right now looking into doing UN advocacy in New York. So that is my whole spiel. Sierra and I met in college. We were best friends. We lived together for two years. And then we parted ways when I moved to the East Coast for grad school. And she is in Los Angeles, which Correct. she can tell you more about. I'll t- thank you, Michael. I'll take it away now. Um, yes, I live in LA. I was was slash am a actor for a super long time. I went to school for acting. I've done, you know, commercials, indie films, a lot of stage theater. It's been my passion. And lately I've been sort of figuring out in this like 20 something journey chaos that we're all going through, how to sort of shift that into a little more of a stable career and still do what I love while finding some kind of stability in it. That's been a big theme of my last six months. And I think um, you've heard of that in some of these episodes, if you've listened and if not, um, I'm going to keep talking You'll about probably it. Hear so more. Don't go, don't touch that dial, Michael. I'll keep going on about it. Um, 
but yeah, I, Christy and I, like she said, we were best friends in college and we lived together for two years in our fun little darling house that we had. And, um, we also both like did YouTube. I mean, Christy still does YouTube. I don't really do it so much anymore, but that was another fun, like, side Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean you don't do it so much anymore? YouTube? Yeah, you like post vlogs every now and again still. I haven't made a video in three months. What? Has it been three months? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What? Maybe two. Really? I don't know. I, I didn't mean for this to be that. such a revelation. I, I just, I don't know. I don't, we're essentially, well, bottom... I knew you never were like super into it where you were posting every single week. No, I'm, but... I'm a, I've been a casual blogger, very casual. casual. And the thing is, I really do, this is side tangent, I really do love making videos, but I really hit this rut where I wasn't inspired to like about what my content was about. And so I just was forcing myself to make stuff for the sake of being consistent. And I hated everything I was doing and I felt like a big phony. And so I just decided to take a break until I found my passion again. So that's where I'm at now um well but, that's totally valid I mean that's yeah. definitely a way to take a break and maybe you'll find your way back to it but the way you just it, the way you phrased it was like I used to do YouTube and I'm like <laughs> I know well I guess I haven't really vocalized these things I, I I haven't even made like a I'm taking a break from YouTube YouTube video that like everybody does um but I think bottom line fingers crossed podcast we are a couple of 20 somethings figuring out what it means to be 20 something and figuring out along the way with you guys, like what the struggles are, what the joys are, the triumphs, the depressive moments, like all those things and sharing them with you guys and how we find our way through them. So that's pretty much the bottom line of this podcast. If you are new and if so, welcome. And if you're one of our beloved listeners who listen to Christy and I yabber on every week for an entire year, we love you to the bottom of our hearts. And thank you. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you so yes, much. it really means a lot. That is a good um, little transition into something we wanted to bring up as a reminder. If you might not know, we're doing a book club right now. In our next episode, we're actually going to be talking about this book. So it relates a lot to kind of like the topics and themes that we explore in this podcast. Being in your 20s, navigating life, figuring out your path of where you want to go next, planning for long term and short term and what you're going to eat for dinner and all of this craziness that we don't really know what's going on. And we're doing a book club on the book Defining Decade by Meg Jay, where she kind of talks about these things. And we already have some thoughts that we're not going to try and like get into too much right now because we're doing a whole episode on that. But in case you didn't know, you still have time. You can still read the book and be in on it and give your thoughts on Instagram and all of that yeah. when we um, talk about it. So I think it'll be really interesting, especially because a lot of the things that she brings up relate to things that we've talked about or might contradict some of the things we've talked about and it'll just be an interesting conversation so I'm very much looking forward to that yeah so yeah this whole book club concept we've been really excited about for a while we've thought about doing it and this just felt like the perfect book and it honestly feels so perfect for me even especially just because like in the last six months as I said previously my theme for like this year has essentially been how in your 20s to like build a foundation of something that will carry you into your 30s. And that's like the, I think the bottom line of her entire book is like yeah. building a foundation. And I have felt like for the longest time, I haven't had a foundation. I've just sort of been walking well, on shaky boards. Yeah, winging it, having fun. And like, yeah, but on shaky boards, but then having that, oh shit moment that like I have not built a foundation that I can actually rely to hold my body weight, I guess, as I move mm -hmm. forward in life. So, 
Um, even the first couple passages of this book have like really kind of shaken me and like just kind of been such a huge eye opener. So my point is here is that if you want to join us in reading The Defining Decade by Meg Jay, you still have time. Um, we're going to be discussing it a week from today when this episode comes out. So if you can read a book in a week, by all means, or if you can't read a book in a week, like read as many passages as you can or the high chapters that interest you so that you can, you know, tag along. Um, we're also going to get some of your guys' feedback. We're going to ask on our stories on Instagram um, this coming week for you to actually send in some voice memos of your thoughts and your perspectives or maybe favorite passages to share so that we can actually make it like a real book club episode where we, you know, you hear everyone's opinion. So I thought we're, we're really excited about that. I think it's going to be really fun. Fresh from San Diego, California comes the latest sunglass brand that I've been obsessed with. And I'm talking about Blender's Eyewear. You guys are going to be just as hooked when you see how awesome these sunglasses are. I got the mica shades in Polite Pearl. They're these really fun cat eye yellow sunglasses and I love to wear them when I want to kind of spice up an outfit and just have a bold accessory, honestly, because I usually don't have colored sunglasses, but I love these. So Blenders, if you don't know, was started by Chase Fisher, selling his beachy shades out of a backpack while doubling as a surf instructor in Pacific Beach. His goal was to make a creative, adventurous mid-price eyebrow option with the same cool factor as other leading styles but unlike the big brand shades you've probably lost or smashed in the past blenders are actually affordable so you're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens blenders team of in-house designers are constantly coming out with new styles from orange polarized wraparounds tortoiseshell frames with purple lenses to classic gold arms on black lens and it's not just sunglasses blenders has prescription glasses readers and blue lights as well as a snow collection with goggles and accessories. Live life in forward motion with Blenders today. You can get 15% off your Blenders purchase. Go to blenderseyewear.com and enter promo code FINGERSCROSSEDVIP. That's blenderseyewear.com, code FINGERSCROSSEDVIP for 15% off. Blenders, rocked with pride worldwide. Okay, so I'm just going to read you guys a little passage. So she actually wrote two versions of this book. Um, the first one she wrote during the Great Recession around 2009, and I think that's the version Christie's reading, but the, her new version or her updated version she wrote during the pandemic in 2020. So it, it has a couple more little, I guess, modern, what do you call them, references or, or anecdotes or whatever thrown in. So this forward she wrote at the beginning of the book is from her new version. So she's going to share this passage that she wrote. She said, your 20s matter. 80% of life's most defining moments take place by age 35. Your earning power is decided in your first 10 years of work. More than half of us are married or dating or living with our future partner by age 30. Your brain and your personality change more during your 20s than at any time before or after. Your social network is about as big as it is ever going to get. Your defining decade coincides with your peak childbearing years. Meanwhile, your 20s are the most uncertain years you will ever know. And that's how she opens this book. And as I was reading that forward and I read that, I was like, oh my God. And I just got this like anxiety that like took over me as I was like, man, like, I don't know if I am on par with any of that. Like, that's a lot of pressure, but at the same time, it's supposed to be motivating, like encouraging you to make the most of it, not to chastise you for what you haven't done. But there's just, there's a lot of thoughts that we have and the whole book um, is essentially about that. So 
If that applies to you and you are in that 20 something range before 35, we absolutely recommend you pick up a copy and read with us because we're very excited to discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I when I was rereading it, because I did read it the first time like over a year and a half ago before the pandemic. And I think that there's a lot of things that are definitely going to resonate with you, um, given especially what you just mentioned about your recent kind of revelations and switching gears kind of in mm-hmm. a small way, but like how that. I don't know. I think you'll find it reassuring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't want to say too much. So, um, yeah, we're definitely going to have some interesting discussions about this next week. But I just forgot, like, how valuable some of the things that she brings up in the first half of the book are. And I was thinking about this because when I looked back at when I first read it, um, I didn't come away, like, loving it. I thought her tone was kind of weird. And I was just like, I don't know. This wasn't. I don't know. There's just like some weird parts about it to me. But looking back, I think it's because the second half is more personal. And I think the career aspects of it are really valuable stories and things that I had forgotten because the second half was like where it kind of took a turn for me. But we'll get into that. So if you haven't read it yet, now is the time. So absolutely. That'll be next week. So we've been that's what we've been up to reading that. But we also have a lot of other things going on in our lives in the last four weeks of whatever the hell we've Podcast been up to break. honestly you guys i feel so off right now like i feel like it's been like years since i've been on this microphone and i don't know what's going on it's just like we were so used to doing this every single every week, single week. stepping for away an entire for a little year. bit i know yeah, it's like crazy i feel like i'm like what am i doing i'm starting all over again but it's I'm weird sure i feel like my in my head i'm like where's the music I'm like, I need background music. I don't know. the music? It does. When you get into a groove of doing something and then all of a sudden you stop that groove for a month, all of a sudden you come back to it and you're like, oh my God, how do I ride this bicycle? I don't know. It's like when you're used to working out every day and then you take a few days off and you come back and you're like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And it's like so hard to motivate yourself to get back into it. But And, but you sort of have an expectation for yourself that you should just be able to jump right back in. And that's not always the case. It's like you, you may have lost some of your... Um, in shapedness, if you're working out and you stop for a month, you expect yourself to pick right back up. Well, you can't always. You sometimes have to, you know, yeah. take it a little easier. And I feel like we just have to be easy on ourselves that, like, it's going to take a, a few little bumps to get back into it. So thank you for bearing with us, everyone. Um, but yeah, like Christy said, these last four weeks, there's been a lot going on, a lot of changes, life things, you know, a lot going on in the world. And we've also sat down with each other and just talked a lot about like what we thought went really well in the last year with the podcast, what we thought could be improved upon, what we feel passionate about doing for our future year and our future episodes. So we've spent a lot of time talking about that too and reflecting and uh, also taking in a lot of your guys' feedback from our podcast reviews, from our Instagram, and um, hearing what you guys had to say about what you have enjoyed and what you haven't. And uh, it's meant a lot to us. So we're really excited for this next year and uh or for this next season of le podcast and to see uh what we can do with it so we're, we're stoked to be here well we've already been planning out some episodes that we want to do and we're really excited about um what's to come so you have a lot to look forward to again we're not going to show all our cards you're gonna have to stick around and find out <laughs> what we have up our sleeves but yeah more guests like different perspectives we're excited to get into some different topics that we don't have you know episodes about before and kind of build on some things that you guys really enjoyed hearing us talk about in the past and just you know running with the direction of what you guys want to hear so we're always still accepting feedback just because we started a new season already doesn't mean that we're not going to continuously take it so you can send us your ideas in dms or anything like that but we're really excited about what is to come so 
in well in the season of season two of the podcast we also wanted to reflect on kind of our goals and where we were at the beginning of this year and how you know maybe they have or haven't panned out and how we expected and looking into going into season two and now that we're in the second half of 2021 we kind of wanted to look back a little bit and think about like how far we've come and a few of the goals that we set at the beginning of the year and kind of just readjusting them and reassessing because I think that's so important for everyone to do with yourself because it's so easy like new year new me write down a few goals and then don't look at them until the next year but I think it's important to actually revisit them sometimes so we're going to touch on a few of those and catch you guys up on what's been going on the changes and I think it's just a good way to bring back the podcast and kind of you know, recalibrate for a new season. I opened up my 2021 goals page that I wrote on January 1st inside my journal. Mm-hmm. And there was one here that under my, we had these categories. Remember that we made, we had mm-hmm. personal goals, friends, family, relationship goals, heart and spirit goals, financial goals, work, career, study goals. Um, under my heart and spirit goals, which sounds a little woo woo, but I mean, I suppose that, you know, that is really what encompasses it. Um, one of my goals was taking time to check in with myself and take stock. What's working? What isn't? I don't feel like that's something that I should just open on January 1st and then check in again a year later. Like that's kind of an ongoing goal. And so I feel like that's important, like something like that to just take stock, what's working, what isn't, how is this going? You know, I feel like it is important. You have to take stock in order to remember that you need to take stock. (laughs) Well, yeah, literally. So I think that's a really good point to check in with those things throughout the year. And maybe by doing that, it'll help you to either stay on track if those goals still align with your current vision, or if your vision has shifted to be like, oh, well, that goal doesn't necessarily serve me anymore, but that's okay. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. really important. I think so often, like, it's always kind of a good feeling when you do look back a year later and you hadn't opened them and you're like, wow, I actually did accomplish this and I didn't even realize it and it took a different form. But also sometimes it is good to check in and just be like, oh, I forgot that I even wanted to do that. What steps can I take that can actually get me closer to that and kind of, you know, reassess the track that you're on in terms of, yeah, if those goals are serving you and you just kind of strayed from them a little bit, like how you can get back to it too. So, Or another one, for example, one of them I put in here was um, doing more app meditations because I have multiple meditation apps and it literally takes 10 minutes out of your day. And I haven't been doing it just because I'm not prioritizing it, but that's been one of my goals was to do more like, you know, little daily meditations or even Mm -hmm. weekly meditations. And I haven't been doing it at all. So that's a good check-in for me to be like, okay, if I say I'm going to do it once a week, that's not even a huge time commitment. Yeah, exactly. Meditation once a week. Like, um, I really am going to, okay, I'm going to literally try and do that this week, you know, like, but I wouldn't have remembered had I not read that. So I think that's good. I'm glad we did that. Um, So life updates. Yeah. Biggest one that you probably saw on my personal Instagram, if you follow me, which is um, Sierra Michelle Green is my Instagram handle. Um, I resigned do I say I don't want to say quit quit seems such a harsh word um resigned. it also is different because you weren't actually in the position like doing it because it had been 18 left. months since I had performed yeah anyway yeah. I am no longer an employee of the Walt Disney Company I um hung up the crown hung up the cape hung up hung the up scroll the um however you want to call it I have ended my reign as no I'm just thinking of like old-timey <laughs> objects I don't know <laughs> I don't think those hang very well <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, you could mount it on the wall in like a shadow box, you know? There you go. Um, she shadow boxed her scroll. Everyone. I shadow boxed the scroll of my employment, everyone. I <laughs> want to let you know. Um, yeah, I uh, put in my, I, I'm, I'm just still scram. I quit. I quit Disney. And the thing is, Christy's right. I hadn't worked an actual shift since March 8th, 2020. 
and I officially was separated on, I believe, July 27th. So, um, of 2020, of 2021. Oh, you mean separated like you're done. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I I thought you meant the, my last shift was March of 2020 and I was separated July of 2021. That's like almost 18 It sounds like you're getting a divorce from Disney, honestly. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. (laughs) And, um, I just sort of realized, yeah. And I could have gone back. I, I made the choice to to leave and a lot of people were not afforded that choice. A lot of, you know, friends of mine who were let go. So I do feel grateful that the choice is on my terms and it was my choice to make, but I, I sort of was thinking about, and I could have gone back again and, but I've had this realization in the last month that I want to share with you all, which is at this stage in my life. And maybe again, this ties into the defining decade is that I want to, my time and my effort, I only want to do something if it is going to be investing in one of three things, either investing in myself, investing in my career, or investing in my relationships. And if it's not, if something is not investing in one of those three things, then I should not be spending my time doing it. Um, And that could mean a lot of things. I mean, taking ice skating lessons. Sure. That may not be investing in my career, but that could be investing in myself because it brings me joy. But I was thinking, I'm not actually taking ice skating lessons. That was hypothetical, but I should, because that would be fun. (laughs) Um, So when I was thinking about working at Disney and the role I've been doing there, I've had the same role for seven years or a seven and a half year. I've worked there so long. It's crazy. And I haven't exactly been alive that long. I mean, I I hired in there when I was 18. It's your longest relationship. I spent my 19th birthday in the training room at Disneyland. So like, I feel like I've grown up, like gone from almost like girlhood to adulthood with Disney. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. been a huge part of my, like my development Um, and coming into, you know, the adult, the adult I am today, Michael. Um, But I felt that the time I was spending there wasn't investing in myself, my career, or my relationships, because it was fun, and I enjoyed it, and yes, it was a job that made money, but at the same time, I had worked the same job for seven years, and I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was advancing anywhere. It's not like I had reached the peak or the the, the ceiling of my growth, mm-hmm. and I was, I was really struggling with this decision just because it's like saying, you know, goodbye to an old friend. It's really hard, and I was reading all these articles, I was Googling like how to know when it's right to leave a job and how to know when it's time to say goodbye and all that. And uh, one of the main things that it said is when you feel like you can't grow anymore there, when you feel like you cannot grow at all, then you're doing yourself a disservice to stay there. And I really believe that because it's not like the job had done me a disservice. It's not like they had harmed me in any way. I could still go back and into the same comfortable position but it's such a far drive. And I have this new job now, which I do feel like I'm learning and growing at. And I feel like going down that career path, I have a lot more time to learn and grow the time I would have spent driving to Disney and working there. It didn't feel like an investment. It just felt like further stagnancy. And that's kind of, I just felt like the decision was very clear. And I really value my time there and the memories I've made and the special, special moments I've got to have. But I just, again, it feels like the closing of a chapter. And again, I hadn't worked a shift there in almost 18 months. So it's very, I like, I almost feel like, as my mom said, she was like, you kind of, you have all, almost already quit. Like you, you've almost already gone. You've, you've already made that decision. Now it you're just, just wasn't uh, official. It wasn't yeah. official. Yeah. And, and also I feel like a lot of people can relate to that feeling of, you know, you realize that you're not really growing anymore, but it's also like a thing of comfort. Like it feels mm-hmm 
comfortable to be there and like you understand what comes with it and you understand like the implications of working at Disney and like the perks and all of that and it's very easy to get comfortable yeah I feel like people could probably relate to that and especially like going through your 20s and being in a position where you know you want to be able to put your time into things that will advance you in maybe a different direction or somewhere that can help you to grow more but you have to let go of something that is comfortable and that you do maybe love but it's not serving you in the way that putting your time elsewhere does so I understand that that's really hard to make that decision and I know that it was for you because we had many conversations about you know, yeah. everything that it meant and how hard, because you are, like, emotionally invested in that. Like you said, like, you grew up there and you have so many memories there. And it's, like, it's not just, like, a normal job, too. Like, no. it's such a cool thing that's, like, hard to let go of that when it's such a privilege to be able no, to No, like, when I place. when I left my restaurant job, I was like, oh, well, all right, bye. Yep, good. Like, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I, I mean, because working at Disney and the role I had was such a one, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And it was my dream. Like, when I first started college, I, like dreamed of getting this job but I was like yeah. oh I'm, maybe that'll happen someday and then it happened and you know I I just but I also have to respect that like you have to respect that life has chapters and yeah. to not keep a chapter open past its due date because if you you can't actually like go on to the next chapter until you close the old one like you can't yeah. have two chapters open at the same time you're not you know and it was very change is really hard for me it always has been so physically like making that decision I mean I was crying I was you know I didn't feel ready but at the same time I knew it was the right decision um but to be honest like since I've made that choice and I see a lot of my friends going back or like you know my other co-workers and they're all going back into their role and you know Disneyland is moving and growing and things are happening again I don't I don't miss a thing yeah, and you don't, I don't feel the FOMO. I don't feel the FOMO. I don't. There, there are moments where I, I miss memories, but I feel like that's life. Like you miss certain memories, but I don't want my active person now to be doing that role. Like it just doesn't feel like the right fit. I feel like I'm, I'm into the new chapter and I want to invest my time in either myself, my career or my relationships. And so that's just kind of, yeah. Yay. That's really cool. I haven't heard that before. Like having I mean obviously like when you have priorities like you subconsciously probably have these categories that you think about but it's interesting to actually like sit down and pinpoint okay what do I actually want to be investing my time in and what is important to me in the sense of you know what's actually going to give back to me or the people I care about or you know advance me in life in a way that makes sense for me at this time and I think it's really important to actually stick to stake talk I'm so out of it. It's important to actually take stock of those things. Um, and I am really proud of you because I know Thank it you. was not easy. So Thank you. onwards and upwards. But yeah. yeah, it's hard to leave those things behind, especially when you have nothing bad to say about them. You know, it wasn't like something terrible had happened at Disney and you're like, okay, that's the end. It was right. It's kind of like an amicable breakup in the sense of, you know, you just growing in different directions and he didn't do anything bad, but it just didn't make sense for where you were in life. So exactly. I mean, yeah, it's like if you're in something, whether it be a job or a relationship or a friendship or something where you're like, this is comfortable, but I don't see how this can grow any further like that. Then it's not serving you. And I've been in relationships like that where they just got comfortable, but it wasn't I did not feel myself growing in a positive way. I didn't feel our relationship growing but it, you get so comfortable in that, like, oh, but this is easy. 
So you just mm-hmm. don't want to take the, the the initiative to like make a change and close that chapter. But since doing it, I have no regrets. So, and I think that's a that's how you know that it was the right thing, um, knowing that you don't yeah have the FOMO, have the regrets. Like you feel at peace with your decision, um, which you know you won't always have in those hard decisions necessarily. But I think it is a good sign. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> so that's a big Crazy. development for me. Um, because also and, that was like part of your identity too. Like I mean, you were yeah. like Sierra, the Disney girl. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's been a big thing and uh, a big part of what I made like all my YouTube videos about. I was too, just about was to like say. working at Disney, and that's been another thing that's caused me to kind of take this separation from YouTube right now. And again, it's not like I was like a big time YouTuber. It was just like a side a side hobby thing. But I had a big community of awesome people on there that loved my theme park videos, like all the stuff about working as a scare actor at Universal as Halloween Hornets and being a Disney performer and all of that that like people really because it's such a who does that like I mean it's such a unique job field you know that like not a lot of people have and I was so grateful to have those jobs but without both of them I sort of am just like well you're like where's my niche now yeah am I am I just Mm -hmm. am I just Sierra girl in LA with a podcast oh god there's like 47 of us you know like it's just (laughs) 47,000 literally um so there's only one of you but yeah it's definitely hard when you feel like you lose that part of like your identity and how you were presented to other people and like just trying to reassess and I think it is good to take time to like actually sit down with yourself and be like okay well what does make me unique and what can I market that as and what do I feel excited to actually make content about that relates to like me and where I am now and not where I was in the past so and finding your value in being yourself like just who you like stripping away your job, stripping away your niche, stripping away your fancy titles of the things that may make people envy you, just being you, like learning to be not just okay with that, but celebrating that and like loving that person. Like that's, that's, it's an act of hard work, you know, to yeah. get to that place where you stop relying on external factors that make you proud of yourself, you know? And I think that's where we all kind of found ourselves, not all, but a lot of people in the pandemic we're like, wow, I actually am more than what I do for work. And it kind of threw a wrench in that sort of, you know, achievement identity merging point um, that I think reflects a lot with Disney for you. Because it was like more than just a job, too. It was like such a lifestyle kind of thing. It was. So, and I, I mean, it, it made me feel special and different, you know. And so, you know, it's funny. Um, I'm actually part of a Facebook group now that is the support group for former people in my role um, at Disney. There are hundreds of thousands of people in this. Not hundreds of thousands, but there's like thousands. There's thousands of people in this group um, from all Disney parks and, uh, you know, across, you know, Florida and, you know, the international parks. And uh, there are so many other women who have just gone through an absolute identity crisis upon leaving the company. Because mm-hmm. I thought I could do an entire episode about working for Disney. I mean, God, there's a lot I can't say, but there's a lot I can say. But anyway, maybe for a later date, you guys let me know. Especially, uh, wait, now that you're not working for them, you can say who you were. Not You posted pictures of it. I did post pictures. Yes. It's still, I'm still so petrified because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I'm just like constantly afraid of getting sued. Like For every legal day, reasons, this is a joke. Yeah, for legal <laughs> reasons, it's the joke. And I'm not Sierra Green and I did not work for the Walt Disney Company. Um. 
Wait, so are you not going to say who you were? I mean, I guess I did post on my Instagram. I, yeah, I yeah. Would, I, I'm just still, like, I literally, my heart is racing. Like, <laughs> She's so afraid of the Disney legal team. <laughs> They're literally going to show up at the door of my studio with little knives. Before like, you even stab say me. It. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I'm going to all of a sudden lose my voice, like Ursula, take my voice the way I can't speak on the podcast oh anymore. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, back to this, so this support group. And there's so many women who were former princesses. God, I said it. Oh, oh so hard for me there it is folks i can't well, also it. mary poppins was not a princess i can't, i really shouldn't be saying this i'm christy I'm no, like, you, you don't work for them what's the problem i don't this know is part of your closure this is how you grow as part from disney say it out loud <laughs> <laughs> vampire uh, that's right i was a disney vampire um so oh anyway in the support group for other disney vampires there are so many women who lose their identity completely upon separating from the company and they like don't know who to be or like how to feel special without it because there's so like you feel so special you know and there was this one girl that said something that was really really cool and she was like I realized that like that sparkle or that joy that that energy that, that that I brought to these characters that it wasn't the character that made me come alive. It was me all along. And that I could take that same sparkle, that same joy and that same passion for helping people into whatever job I chose, be it a flight attendant, customer service, hospitality, um, whatever field I go into that, that, you know, she was a Cinderella or something, but that, that, that Cinderella magic I could always have within me. And that I could make a difference in the way I did at Disney just by being myself. And it like, it made me tear up because I was like, that's exactly it. And like for any time, and it doesn't just go for if you are a Disney performer, because I realize that it's a very small group of people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> Even though there's hundreds of thousands of them, apparently in a Facebook group. I, I was, ex- okay. I think there's like, how many people are in that Facebook group? Like 15, it doesn't 000. matter. A few I mean, thousand. There's, there's a lot. Um, but whatever it is in your job or your life, or even if you had a relationship, like I know this happens if you get out of a relationship and you felt like that was your only identifying factor was that Mm -hmm. you were in this relationship and you had this person and you feel like you're nothing without it is realizing that what you brought to that relationship or what you brought to a job or what you brought to a volunteer position, a sorority, a college major, whatever it is that made you feel alive, it didn't give that to you. You gave that to it. And that like, you can take that amazing energy and that passion that love whatever you had and bring it to your next thing because it's part of you it's not just because of the job so that's that's been a a really cool um that was beautiful I was not expecting to get into this deep discussion of this episode but I really appreciate it that's awesome I know but like you're able to like how often can I take hindsight yeah I was gonna say how often can I skim the surface of a really deep issue and just skim the surface of it I mean that wouldn't be me would it It's, it's hard for me to do um, and I just, I haven't actually vocalized all these thoughts out loud. I have a little bit in like conversations with friends, but that's something again, that I love so much about this podcast is like, it gives Christy and I an avenue to sit down with all of you and really have these, you know, thought provoking conversations that I don't think we would have otherwise. It's yeah. like, it's like when I, we talked in one episode, I remember which one it was, maybe our last one before taking our break about how you don't just get together with friends and open up like a prompted question conversation. Like, how does everybody feel about X, Y, Z and the effects of blah, blah, blah and, and discussion and how did that affect your childhood? No one sits down and just like has those conversations with their friends weekly willy nilly, you know? So I'm just yeah. really, I'm really glad that we have this avenue for that. And um, 
Yeah, well, I really appreciate you saying that because it actually does apply. I mean, obviously, like, not on the same scale, but even what I mentioned earlier, just, like, in passing as a joke of, like, oh, yeah, um, I'm not really doing anything or, like, being in between jobs, it is that sort of, like, uh, I don't know how to explain myself or, like, identify myself and all of that, and it doesn't feel like enough to just, like, say who you are, you know? Like, everyone's so tied to their jobs as their identity um even after the pandemic like that didn't really go away so it's just it's reassuring I mean I think everyone can use that reminder and especially me like where I am now still like looking for that something um but like I don't know it's just good to remind yourself that like you know you're a full complete person without a certain job that you were tied to without a certain person and sometimes it's hard to remember but it's good to do the things that you know, you love that make you come alive that are separate from that and that remind you, you know, that you have this other piece or pieces of your identity that aren't tied to that too. Absolutely. And that's, it's, some people may think that that's really easy to understand or self-explanatory, but it's not, at least not for me. And I know not for you. I think it's easier said than done is the thing. It's so much. Yeah. And, but that you are a complete person, Christy or Sierra or or Michael, Michael or whomever that Michael's you... just gonna become this like random third party that our imaginary made. friend that we reference <laughs> what do you think about that Michael mm, okay oh um but that you're a complete person no matter like what stage of life you're at if you are single if you are in a relationship if you are employed if you are unemployed if you are in school if you dropped out of school like wherever you're at like those qualities that make you you and that like bring that energy or that passion or whatever to your last job or your last school or your last relationship like you will carry that to your next thing and it will get even better and it's just uh I think I don't know if it's just capitalism or just our workaholic society that like really encourages everything to be about like your achievements define you and that your achievements make you who you are when wait have you gotten to the section of the book that talks about identity capital no not yet so okay well um, that'll be interesting when you read that i am curious to hear your thoughts i like while you're reading it i'm gonna be tempted to keep texting you about it but i do want to save it for the podcast i'm gonna try and refrain but um i do have thoughts on that too because i think it is so like there's so much pressure on us to have these pieces and be working towards these pieces that we can like identify with and that i think it is a lot of like capitalism in a sense of just like or just western achieving based culture you know like you are what you do and that's not always the case like or that is the case you know like what you do is an important part of building your character but it's not your entire identity so yeah like why when you go to to a party and you meet people for the first time do you have to say I'm Sierra and I work for this or I do Mm -hmm. this why can't you say I'm Sierra and I love ice skating and I volunteer at an animal shelter like why why can't you just have because you don't ice skate or volunteer at an animal shelter (laughs) well maybe Michael does okay I'm speaking for Michael here like this is his alter ego and I'm just like going off of it oh my god it's Michael's world and we're just living in it well that's a big thing tying back to my thing about either investing my energy and time into investing in myself my relationships or my career is that the things that I used to be so strict on myself when I was in another stage of, you know, this living in LA and trying to pursue, you know, my, my various entertainment venues that I was, I would be really strict on myself for downtime. I'd be really strict on myself for like hobby things, like spending an afternoon making crafts or like watching a movie or something that didn't actually like directly relate to pursuing my career. Cause I said it was a waste of time, but at this stage of my life, I actually really value those times where 
I can be investing in myself and not actually doing something quote unquote productive because it's making me happy. But also it's about how you frame it. Like rest is productive and those things you put into yourself, those are productive things because it isn't going to burn you out to the point of like collapse, you know, like that's like putting yourself, that is investing in yourself so that you can pursue other things. It is. And I've gotten to that perspective now, but in the past I was like, this is not productive. Ergo, I should not do it. If it's not like going to the gym or submitting for auditions or eating a green salad or like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just like, I was so strict and now I feel like there are so much more that like, like you said, resting is productive, you know? And I, I'm, I'm learning that I'm 26 and I am, I still struggle to rest because I'm so Mm. hard on myself that resting is bad. And that like just doing something for fun is bad, but this new perspective, like, no, I'm investing in myself. This is good for me. I enjoy it. It's fun. I'm investing in myself. So that's been, um, anyway, that's a lot of summing up my last few weeks is just sort of leaving that behind and focusing on moving forward. I am really excited Um, for this podcast. I also hit six months working at my job at the um, tech company where I do the like on-camera hosting. I hit six months there. So having a lot of check-ins with myself about like how that's going and where I want that to go and where I see the future of my career going. So um, just a lot of, you know. I mean, that ties in really well too with just like touching back on what we saw at the beginning of the year, because when we, you know, made those resolutions and we're making those goals looking forward to 2021, like you didn't even have that job yet. No, I, I got it. I got it in February. Yeah. Either. Yeah. And it was just like completely different. Like, it's crazy to think that it has been six months and that, well, now we're like more than halfway into the year. It's like almost September, which is absurd, truly wow. absurd. But, um, Honestly, I'm excited to get into the next few months, though, because they're, like, my favorite months of the year. I love September, October, November, and December, truly. The last third. I was about to say quarter. Is it technically quarter? No. I don't know. Well, 12 divided by 4 would be 3, so it would be the last three months. So it would be December, November, October would be the last four. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking financial quarters are, like, summer to October. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Okay, Michael. Not like currency quarters. <laughs> Are we talking you about financial? I mean. Can we talk about the year in dimes, actually? Yeah, um, seriously. So this week's episode is sponsored by the one, the only, you know what I'm going to say, HelloFresh. Christy and I love HelloFresh. You know it. It is America's number one meal kit delivery service where you can have amazing meals to your door and on the table in 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is great because they have the flexibility you need to customize your order in the app within minutes. Like you can change your delivery day, your food preferences, if you want to try a pescatarian meal that week or something, the size of your plan, or skip a week if you need to, which is great if you're traveling. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and those busy, chaotic grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or less. So I personally love HelloFresh. I love having something new to try. It's always exciting to like challenge myself to try a new recipe and um, just have fun in the kitchen. And it just gets me out of that rut every time. So I love it. And the flexibility is great because like when I went home and I was with my family for a couple months, I got the family one. So we got four meals instead of two. But when I'm here, I just get the two person and have leftovers and it's great. So we love HelloFresh. It honestly feels like eating out at home. Like that's what the quality feels like to me. It's like you're eating at a restaurant but at home and it's easy and certainly a lot cheaper. So go to hellofresh.com slash fingers crossed 14 and use code fingers crossed 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. So one more time, that's hellofresh.com slash 
fingers crossed 14 and use that code fingers crossed 14 for up to 14 meals plus free shipping. I want to hear about you and your last uh, last couple weeks and uh, anything you'd like to share with the class. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm just honestly reliving that chapter. Remember last year in the podcast when I was like, um, after I left LA and I was in Oregon for a couple months and I was like really hardcore trying to find a job and going through the rejection process and going mm-hmm. through the ups and downs and just like, I feel like it's just a, a hamster wheel job searching where it's like, okay, I'm going to keep throwing random resumes at these, you know, online postings and hoping something sticks. And then one thing will pop up and it gives you so much hope. And then you're like getting invested and then it doesn't pan out or whatever. And I did that. I don't even know if I had had an interview when we last recorded the podcast, but um, I don't think so. Yeah. I've had a few rounds of interviews at this point. And the first one I did get, I did get an interview that I was really invested in and I was really excited about. And it was kind of similar to what I had done before but like a little bit of a pivot um and the interview was really really hard it was like one of the hardest job interviews I've ever had and I felt like I I I mean obviously interviews aren't supposed to be easy like it's supposed to challenge you and it's supposed to be something that you're like proving yourself right um but I didn't like feel that I didn't feel like I could even let my guard down just like a little bit in the interview. You know that feeling where it's like, yes, I think a good interview is when you have a little rapport that's professional with the interviewer Mm -hmm. and you can like maybe crack a couple like very minimal jokes that are just like, yeah, where it's like you feel like you light in the room, you know, like break the ice. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. So it wasn't really like that. And I was like. I don't know. I think it was just because it was the first thing that I felt excited about. And so I got super invested in that. And then I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, everything will be fine. And then after the interview, I was like, I'm not feeling super confident about this. Oh, my God. What and is that freaking song it. that's like, how are we feeling out there tonight? <laughs> yeah, I Bo am not, not feeling, feeling good. good. Yeah, was literally like, after me. your interview. Yeah. So that happened and it was I do have this theory I talked about it in one of my vlogs when I was going through this process um the bad pancake theory have you heard of this no but do tell okay so basically this is a theory from I think it's a oh yeah it was a show it's um younger the um not the main character but Hillary Duff's character Mm -hmm. she has this theory after a breakup where the first person that she dates or gets excited about or like likes after that breakup it's it has to be the bad pancake it has to be the first one that goes on the grill that you burn or that doesn't you know turn out right and then the second pancake is like the perfect one you know when you're Mm -hmm. like cooking pancakes and so she gets really excited about this guy and she's like what's going on like nothing's wrong with him there's no red flags like what about it is going to be the bad pancake and she's like maybe the bad pancakes don't exist and then she finds out that like something terrible is about him blah 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 basically turns out he is the bad pancake and so I was like I think this applies to jobs for me at least because in every round that I've had the first one that not necessarily like the first one that I get an interview for or hear back about but maybe the first one that I'm really excited about it turns out to be the bad pancake in that I don't get it and so that happened and I got that out of the way (laughs) so I'm hoping the rest of the pancakes are better it's Um, all up from here yes so currently at the present moment so basically I've just been going through the cycle and like doing social media still working from home and like honestly just enjoying summertime I do feel like since I'm between jobs it is kind of like that childhood summer of you know between Mm -hmm. school seasons so I have been having a lot of fun I do you know, have stressful times where I'm like panicking about what I'm doing with my life as we all do Mm -hmm. and the job situation. But at the present moment, 
Um, I just had on Friday, I had a second interview for a different position that I'm also really, really excited about. And I actually think is a better fit than the first one that I interviewed for. And I just have like a really good rapport with the person that I'd be working with. And I just have a lot of hope for it. So I don't want to jinx it at this point because I tend to do that. But I'm supposed to hear back. I've had a couple rounds of interviews and talked with other people in the organization too. And I did like a writing sample thing for them. And I should hear back this coming week. So I was hoping that I have something like solidified to tell you guys on the podcast. But honestly, that's not realistic for life. Like you don't get to choose when those things pan out or don't. Nope. So updates to come. But I'm well, really we are hoping so everyone you. cross your fingers in unison fingers with crossed, me. baby. Yeah. So hopefully I hear like good news um, this week or maybe I'd have another interview. Um, we'll see. But yeah. So I'm just I honestly think though like in this bit of uncertainty usually in the past in between jobs i i'm kind of like not changing directions completely but usually i've been like oh i'm kind of open to whatever but honestly now after my last job i really do feel like i've found a track in a direction that i'm really excited about pursuing and that i want to keep getting experience in this particular niche and that's why it's hard because i don't have ample opportunities in this thing that i want to do at my level so when i do come across those that do align with that it just it's hard not to get too invested so um I I do think it's like a blessing and a curse because it's like you know niche but also I I feel passionately that I want to continue in this direction I'm not just keeping spaghetti throwing at the wall until it sticks at this point like I Mm -hmm. do feel like the spaghetti is starting to stick and so I want to continue on the path that you want to throw the spaghetti at a specific part of the wall now right I, that kind of works with the analogy, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at is I'm in the process and I, I just feel like I know what I want more now. And that's looking great. back at my goals from the beginning of the year, that was literally one of the things I wrote in my career goals is just, first of all, I wrote live in alignment with my core values. And I do feel like the work that I was doing in the first half of the year and would continue to do because it's very similar the, the role that I am in the process of or the role that I would want to try and find if this one doesn't pan out. Um, is a lot more in align with what I want to do and my core values. And I actually feel like it's it's mission-driven work. It's like passionate people working on these same issues that I share an interest in that I really do feel like align with me and my own values as a person. So that's good. And then back to the career thing, I wrote, well, I wrote, find or create a professional niche that fascinates me. And I do feel like I'm kind of mm. finding that niche. Not necessarily, I'm still like, narrowing in on these specific issues that I really really want to work on but broadly like this line of work is where I really want to continue like I said and another one of my goals that I wrote was find a consistent long-term path and when I had started the year um, I had already figured out that I was going to be doing this next job the the contract I just came off of um, but I wasn't sure that I was going to like it because I hadn't done something in that capacity before so I, it was kind of again like throwing the spaghetti at the wall and I was like well hopefully I find a ter- long-term path with this but I wasn't sure that I would like maybe I would have hated it and I do feel really lucky that it is something that I want to continue doing so I do think that I have kind of fulfilled those a little bit and I'm just in the process of trying to keep those plates spinning in that same direction so sorry that was kind of long-winded no that was great um, I'm it's it's nice to hear more of the background behind your you know your job search and like finding that niche because I think it's almost like I I had um, an acting teacher he used to always say specifics set you free 
And I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of where you're going is like, you're finding your specifics and that there, there is freedom in that because you don't feel quite so like open-ended and unstructured. You feel like you have like a little bit of like, a, okay, I can see the glimmer of the outline of where I think I want to go. Um, yes. That's actually a um, very big part of the book that I think you'll get to that. I think is God, everything relates to the freaking book. It's, I it's know, so I know. applicable. How will we ever have another book club book after this? This is just like the <laughs> book club book of all book club books. So, but it is so true. It's like you it's well, it actually is a psychological thing. It's the dilemma of choice or something like that. It's probably got a better name than that, but it's where when you go, I will use one of the analogies that she used on the book. I'm sorry to spoil it. But if you if you go to Costco and they have a table with 20 different jams to choose from, um, you'll be like so excited. So many opportunities, so many jams to try. You'll want to try them all. And then you'll walk away and you're like, oh, I don't need any jam. If you go to a table that has six jams, you end up buying the jam. It's like an actual tested thing because mm. the the choices overwhelm you in the, to the point where you don't even choose a jam. You just walk away. Mm-hmm. But if you have more specific, fewer, but more like narrowed in options, you're more likely to actually make a choice and be confident in that choice. So I feel like it's the same mm, in that when you have all these opportunities and you have no idea which way you want to swim in this big, vast ocean, you know, it's a lot scarier and then you just end up like paddling and treading water and not going anywhere. But if you have some sort of outline path or some sort of specificity to pursue, you feel more motivated to get there. And it is scary when you don't know what that is. So it it is a lot of trial and error to get there and it's like easier said than done. Um, But yeah, I, I just feel good in myself that I feel like I'm actually finding that and not just like saying it to say that I found it. Like I do feel like that is where I'm headed. So that's great. Yay. Well, yay for opportunity and development and discovery, man. <laughs> That's the cheesiest thing you've ever said, Michael. <laughs> I know. All right. And on that note, we're hanging up. Good night, everyone. We'll see you later. Good night. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's great. Um, just a little update about what we've been up to the last few weeks. And uh, well, I want to hear about some of your goals that you set that oh, yeah, maybe yeah, relate yeah. to like if you look back on the goals that we talked about in that podcast, we did an episode of um, at the top of 2021. It was the first one we posted that was kind of our goal. So if you want to hear us talk in depth about them and kind of our mindset at that moment when we set them, definitely go back and re-listen. And we're just going to touch on a few of them that kind of, like I said, um, that I have found that I've either, you know, stuck with or not. Um, but what about you? What stands out related to maybe leaving Disney um, or something that you brought up? Yeah, well, in my um, career goals, this is right around the time where I was feeling really like hitting the wall with acting because I didn't know if Disney was going to open or when that was like going to go back or anything like that. And I was really just hitting the wall with like the gig life and, and, and the uncertainty and, you know, the booking something incredible and then having to start from square one in two months and, you know, all that. As you guys know, I've said that a million times. Um, so in my career goals, I said... I wanted to find a job that's a consistent thing, not a gig, something that pays uh, a salary or a regular wage that's not just a day job, something that can be a building block onto something greater on down the line. And I feel like I found that. So yeah, that's really exciting to see that. And then the other one was continue growing the podcast, be more productive or proactive with posting, editing, involvement, get more guests, do solo episodes, grow. Um, And I feel like we also did that too. So that's yeah, but we also want to do more of that in the next no, few abs- months. No, absolutely. So it's it's not like, like it's like a checked and done. But I mean, right. again, this was, you know, 2021 is still got half of it left. But then the next day after we wrote these goals, um, I did some personal journaling and I wrote, um, 
how I wanted to find, um, again, more stuff. I, I want a job. I want a job. Um, I said, I want to find a job where I'm inspiring others. I'm in control of the situation within reason. I'm on camera, on air, or presenting live somehow. Oh my I get, God. I get to be myself. I'm helping others and I'm using my strengths and experience to make the world and environment a better place. I mean, I realize those are all big lofty goals, but I feel like I am, said that. I'm on a path to hopefully doing that or getting there. So I feel, I feel really proud that like a month after I wrote those goals, I was able to, to get a job that I think is taking me in that direction. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, I am, you know, getting to be on camera and getting a stable paycheck for it, which is really, I mean, I take the, I'm so grateful for that because I like, I don't want to just like talk about money because it's kind of like a taboo, but then again, money in your twenties is a big thing that like people have a lot of questions about, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to make it a taboo, but getting a steady paycheck every week that is enough to pay my bills. Like I, I, I can't tell you how great that feels. And like, maybe that's something that people have always had, but like, I haven't always had that. It's been like, Oh, at the restaurant this week, I made two hard ride today. I made 200 tips. Great. And then the next day I would make 20 bucks in tips and be like, great, that sucks. Like I, I, you know, it's like, you're always trying to like guesstimate. And so you never can really have a budget and, and everything just, you know, it's all over the place and like knowing how much money I'm going to make every week so I can make a plan and I can actually budget things out for like trips with my friends. And, you know, I have my weekends off now and like Disney, that would never happen. You always have to work weekends. So like, I can actually have my weekends off to make plans with, because the majority of my friends now at like 26, like mid to late twenties have jobs where they have weekends off. So I finally feel like I'm like, you know, in that same group and I can, you know, make time for everybody. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm actually getting a you steady. You don't feel like it's at odds with all of your, you know, exactly. personal relationships. I'm, yeah, too. exactly. I'm not at odds with everybody else. And I have a building block going and I actually have, I can plan out my finances and save. And, you know, I have the same amount of money coming in. You know, it's, it's definitely, I feel more peaceful with it. You know, the other life, I feel like there's so much, especially about like the LA artist even New York artists, it's like this romanticized, like, oh, every day looks different. Everything's, you know, wild and crazy and blah, blah, blah. But I think if you read The Defining Decade, her whole point is like, that will only last you so long. You know, that will only get you so far before you wake up one day and you're like, shoot, I'm in trouble. And that's not to say that you can't enjoy it while you're in no. it, but also it's important to be planting seeds that maybe yes. will pay off in the longer term at the same time. Like, seeds. it doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey and give up all of that you know, gig kind of work at once too. Like you could also just be like pursuing other things or exploring other options that might pay off more long-term later on. So absolutely. So yeah, a lot of cool discoveries that I think it's really important though, like you said, to check in with those goals, not just a year later and oh, did I do it? Hey, sorry guys, Uh, my computer died. So it cut me off mid-sentence and I have no idea what I was talking about in that moment, but I'm sure that it was a good thought. I'm, I'm sure I'm, it was profound. Uh, yes, profound. Very wise. Michael said so. <laughs> um, so I think we share a little bit of our goals and that's kind of fun to retouch on those. I think I should do it more often. And uh, a little update on what we did the last couple weeks and how excited we are to continue this podcast and all of the exciting episodes that we have planned and more fun, authentic conversations. So yeah and excited to get involved with you guys too like we want to hear that's why we wanted to do a book club is like a really cool way to interact and hear your thoughts and make it like a group thing instead of just like us talking at you and we do obviously like collect stories on instagram a lot and do that whole thing but we'd love to do more kind of discussion-based things we might do more book clubs in the future 
And I don't know. I just I'm looking forward to everything that we have in store. So I hope you are too. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you are not already, you're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. That's uh, all the, the the only platforms I have memorized are those three. So the rest of them, I'm sorry, but I'm sure that uh, you'll find your way to subscribe to us. And we upload every Tuesday. Tuesday? If you're new here, that's when you can expect episodes. And if you're and... excited that we're back and want to leave us a new five-star review or update your old review for us on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. We would love it so much. So thank you very much in advance. And you don't even have to review us if you want to rate us. You could just click five stars. You don't have to write anything if you don't want. It takes two seconds. I challenge you, by the time you hear the outro music, to go and press the five stars if you feel so inclined. We would really appreciate it. And um, that's all you have to do. So great. Thank you very much in advance if you do. And thank you for everyone who always shares our podcast, posts it on your stories and tags us. Like it always makes me so excited when I get those notifications. It's like no no better feeling. Something about being tagged in a story, it's just the best. I don't know. I I love it. Depends. Every now and then a certain person tags me in a story and my first thought is, oh my God, what did they just post? But that is it me? No, it's not you. (laughs) It's more like if it's you, I know it's something that's usually like cheeky and funny and lightly roasting but not too bad that's okay. usually what i expect from you but some people it's like oh if i went out with them and they tag me in story i'm like oh god you're like let's ignore this one. yeah like oh, <laughs> it's not me that was patricia um so yeah but if you tag us in fingers crossed stories or if you like share the podcast with your friends or something um it just makes us really happy and oh great, yeah so. we always get pure joy from you guys and if you like Oh, so great. We just love you guys so much. And thank you to everyone who entered our giveaway. We had like 95 entries in our giveaway, which was so exciting. So thank you so much. And we love you guys. And we will see you next week. Right? Yeah, we'll be back here every Tuesday to chat with you, talk about life, and explore different topics. And next week, it is the book club. And even if you haven't read the book, like you can totally listen and oh, hear some really valuable lessons and stuff. Pretty like, much the kind next of book week. That you don't need yeah. to have read it to understand it it's not right. like a plot point next week thing. is going to be that if you were that kid that didn't read the book but read the spark notes like this is going to be the spark notes of the book in an episode so it's mm-hmm. still beneficial so definitely tune in and we're so excited to have you here with us until next time keep your fingers crossed well bye, it's guys. been so long since i said that i know wow Exciting okay bye stuff.